Like we all have the same heart, we all have the same like uh, like personalities. We are all human beings. So oh, wow, I'm in a different country. Like I don't know, I don't know the no, Mandarin. Okay. And Who's gonna? Yes, you're gonna see what gonna happen, what kind of condition they have. I think we all all we had was. So you, you know, it's important that you know they disabled people be themselves and uh, I mean, autistic. It's just your characteristic. Yeah, that's it's disease. your yeah. Welcome to Generous Talk, an intercultural conversation on music, health, and lifestyle. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Generous Talk. This is Xingyu, and today I invite my friend from Berkeley College of Music. We're we're peers at the music therapy program. I met a long time ago. I think it was yeah, two thousand fifteen, right? And uh, yeah, I want Swara to say hi to our audience and introduce uh, about herself. Hello,、uh, I'm Swara.、Um, I'm a singer and a music therapist.、Um, I've lived in various different countries.、Um, uh, I'm autistic, and I advocate for autism and mental health.、Um, I also write about various topics. Uh huh. So, would you like to share with us、um, one of your favorite songs?、Uh, you know, that's a typical musician greeting, right? So I have lots of favorites, but my top favorite、uh, is something even you know very well.、Uh, I am light, which is by India Ari.、Um, mm-hmm. So I always feel like very empowered、uh, with the lyrics. I also like sing this for all my clients. We did this song together also once.、Mm-hmm. Like, I remember everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember、uh, you introduced me to that song. It was、yeah. such a beautiful song. Like it was talking about how. You know, there are a lot of voices in the world, lots of judgments, and you know about who we are and who we're supposed to be. But that song is such a, it offers such a way, a, a holding place for us to differentiate what is not us and what is us. And I still play it, you know, from time time to time for myself as my self care. Oh, that's nice. You know, it's so sweet. Yeah, you said you have a lot of favorite songs. Would you like to、yeah. introduce another one with us? Hmm. So, um, so this is like an Urdu song.、Uh, it's called、uh, Afrin Afrin. Um, it's um、uh, by originally by an artist、uh, named、uh, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. So the but the、mm-hmm. version I like um is is the is the Coke Studio version. Coke Studio is a show in, in Pakistan. Um, it's also in India. It's also in Turkey, I believe, and where like、mm-hmm. artists come together. So that version is is my most favorite though. Uh huh. Uh huh. You also said that、um, you write various you know write about various topic. You know what are the topics you write about? 
like uh, about uh, about autism about mental health about body shaming all that <laughs> mm mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of different topic and yeah uh, would you like to share what made you want to write about like autism uh, let's say um we can say like one after another like autism like body shaming like what's the reason you want to write about them um i uh, writing is uh, my way of communicating so you know i feel like i could like voice my thoughts uh, uh through people like uh, I, uh, through writing i mean like uh, like writing what I've, i i feel very strong about these topics because i've gone through them and you know I've, i would want to like um, help all those who are going through that mhm i remember yeah i see you posting on facebook very often like talking about all those topic and If you are very much on the front of talking about those topic like which a lot of time for people it's very hard to even say about those words right because there are stigma there are like shame around them so when every time I think when I I read a lot of what you write and I feel like I'm learning a lot from oh yeah all the posting um all the stories you share so yeah i really admire you doing that um and you said you lived in various countries uh so how many countries what are the countries you have lived in so far four countries uh, if you count uh-huh. india then uh-huh. uh, then china then malaysia and then us mhm um so how do you think like these experience change your perspective of the world like living in one country and then another and then another culture i feel like you know there was so much more to see in in this world like you know there's so many people from different cultures so many different foods so many different languages and then it's like you know we are all different yet we are the same mhm we are different yet we are the same what do you think it's the same thing that you see across the culture like we all have the same heart we all have the same like uh, like personalities we are all human beings is how i see it uh huh uh huh what what was it like your i think we connect uh when we met at berkeley like i was like oh swara you you live in shanghai for uh yes i did for, <laughs> how long 10 10 years or 8 years 4 years 4, four. years 4 years Yeah. What when was that? Uh it was during my school days in to, from 2005 to 2009. Uh-huh. Uh what what it was like for you living in Shanghai? Yeah, this was my first time I was um, out of the country. Like I think Shanghai is a very beautiful place and um, like that was the place where I grew up, I would say. Like you know, I was from like uh, like I was uh, growing up as a teenager there and um, mm-hmm. yeah i didn't have a difficult like time in school there with peer pressure and everything but mm-hmm. but otherwise it, it it's it's a good place i really like it what what was your like most memorable uh you know rememberable thing or like the thing that gave you most uh, uh yeah most impression or like to today uh like uh, what like i didn't get the question and like, i used to remember today what was the memory mm-hmm. um like uh like definitely like uh, going in there i was like um, shocked like uh, 
oh wow i'm in a different country like i don't know i don't know the mandarin and and uh, all that you know that was <laughs> that was something like um, like how will i communicate with them like you know the food is going to be different like i'm right i'm like i'm like a vegetarian so you know that's how my, how i'm going to be there so that was uh, but uh, yeah that was one thing and then i was shocked to see so many indians there like oh like there were too many indians and you know too we all many connected indians. yeah <laughs> and then uh, like we all had a singing troupe as well so you know that was a really good memory of mine like you know i could i could do music there with oh you had indian a singing music, troupe yeah. wow yeah I remember, like the uh, during our time at Berkeley, the the Indian ensemble was also the biggest phenomenon, like growing so rapidly, and it was yeah. all the show were like magic. I know you are one of them. Yeah, uh, would That's you like right. to yeah. share your experience there, like singing? Uh, oh yeah, the the Berkeley Indian Ense- ensemble has been like such a good memory, like. Uh, Like I always wanted to be a part of it. Like even when before going to Berkeley, I'm like I'm going to be a part of mm. this, and uh, I'm so glad I got to be a part. Like I got to learn so much. I got to like grow as a musician there, and uh, and that ensemble didn't just have Indians. They had like um, all they had like musicians all over the world, and I was surprised how they are good with Indian music. And right, yeah, all of that, and yeah, I felt connected with the uh, Indian with the. Uh, the indian culture and the and indian music um, by being in that ensemble mm-hmm. how many uh, how many like uh, different nationality uh, you know people were in that indian ensemble if you remember so yeah, a while I don't, ago. I don't like really yeah it's been a while yeah but like so many people from different cultures though in different countries uh huh i Uh, I think I I wanted to join that ensemble as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I think the timing. I think the timing was kind of a bit tricky. But I remember one. Uh, I had a very vivid memory of uh, um, seeing one show. Uh, in, it was like in Devi Friend. That's one of the recital hall at Berkeley. Oh. Yeah, hmm. and. Uh, I think that day I knew I saw somewhere the poster that it was there is was gonna happen, and uh, I just walked by. But I did not really have time to join the full concert. But I walked by, I was shocked how packed it was, and usually there were chairs right for people to sit and enjoy the show, but that day was there was no chair and every audience was sitting. On the、oh. floor, <laughs> it was so packed on the first floor. Everybody was just shoulder by shoulder. Like, I can hear, like I can smell a breath, like that kind of closeness. <laughs> it was, and all the floor were packed. And also the second floor, I saw like there were people feel like、oh, they're、wow. hanging, hanging there on the second floor and trying <laughs> to see the show. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I. Uh, Remember one、uh, one friend who's he's from Israel and he was the pianist,、uh, the keyboardist for that show.、Um, you know that stage was like a、uh, it was a square, but they add a little another smaller square on the front, so it looks like a T shape. And he、oh. was sitting next to the like on the T shape,、mm-hmm. and he was playing like. All Foyin was, you know, I can see. I saw he's so enjoying it.、Um, and when he was soloing and he was moving, 
all like the full body, <laughs> full body yeah, workout. Yeah, I get a lot then. of energy there. Yeah, right. And then he felt like because he was moving and he was like moving backwards and he felt off the stage, but because there are、like, full like people fully packed, they just. Just hold him and hold him back to the stage, and he just continued soloing. It was such an epic moment. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that's my uh. When you talk about Indian ensemble, that's a memory、yeah. come back to me. I think you、wow. also played with like the uh when when the big star came. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like a couple of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the Boston Symphony Hall, right? Oh no, I, I was not a part of that. I didn't come to Berkeley, I think, yet. Yeah. Oh, I see. Why somehow I saw you were there? See, you are so connected with the Indian <laughs> stuff. I think, uh, but I think you're talking about A R M, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that he came way before the two. When did you join? I think, I think it was two. Oh,、uh, maybe it was two thousand fifteen. Yeah, because he came in two thousand fourteen. So I was wondering、okay. if you were there as well. So I was. Yeah, I went to Berkeley two thousand fourteen. Oh, fourteen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, I think that's when I saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I came. I came、uh, like later. So I see. So how how you know what brought you to Berkeley? How how's your journey, like?、Uh, I think you were in India and Malaysia, then China and U.S. How was, yeah, how was that journey for you too? And you know, brought you to Berkeley. Yeah, so、uh, I was studying at、uh, KM Music Conservatory, like A.R. Rahman, whom we just mentioned right now, who's the,、uh, whom you got to see, like uh, he's uh, the one who founded that、uh, that college in India. So I studied、oh. there for a year. And then there was a time when people from Berkeley came and、uh, you know did some introductions, and uh, I thought uh, I was so like intrigued by that. And then, and then I went and researched、uh, the the place, and、um, and then one thing that really intrigued intrigued me so much was that you know they had bachelors in music therapy. Like you know I was like looking、uh-huh. for only all I could find was like certificate or masters in in music therapy, but Berkeley had bachelors in music therapy, so that、uh-huh. like. That really intrigued me, and then、uh, another thing was that there were people from so many different cultures, and then, like the classes and shows, you know, they were all like,、um, like of different cultures. They were all unique. Like you know, there's a Berkeley Indian ensemble at, in Berkeley, and then there's like、um, also like different,、uh, like、uh, Middle believe, East, like, there was, yeah, like Middle, Middle East, East and all that, yeah, African. Yeah, I I played at the African. And、oh. string ensemble. Although I was a keyboardist, but <laughs> but I was I was able to play like all kinds of you know digital string or digital flute things like that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and another thing is there was like so many different kind of music you can pursue. Like people say like Berkeley is like a jazz、uh, school, but it's not a jazz place. Like you know, not just a jazz place. Like there's also you can、jazz. do pop, R and B, everything. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, I think it's rooted in jazz. You know, it was founded. When it was founded, it was、uh, for jazz cats to kind of study,、yeah. <laughs> improve their arrangement skill, performance skill. But later, it's just all kind of contemporary music. Yeah, true. And yeah, so Berkeley became my dream. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Then how? Yeah, how did you? 
uh, get to Berkeley. You know, that that's when you saw they have the bachelor and yeah. yeah, what did you do next to get to Berkeley? Yeah, and then like uh, then um, you know I went to Malaysia. They had a uh, they had like a Berkeley transfer program there. The college was um, uh, the college was called International College of Music, ICOM. So you know they had a Berkeley transfer program there. I did all my theory, everything. And then I transferred to Berkeley, and then where I just got to do my major. Uh huh. So Berkeley has so many major. Why did you decide music therapy? Hmm. Well, so like, <laughs> um, so music was like a really like a big help for me. It was my solace. Like, uh, d- like uh, during my troubled childhood, I was um, during my childhood I was bullied a lot, and you know there were people who didn't mm-hmm. understand me. So, mm-hmm. so music helped me. Like, uh, music was like. My help, my support, everything, and music used to help me express. So you know, I I decided that if if music could help me, it can like help various different people in the world. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my late mother, she used to have a center uh, for um, like uh, developmentally disabled disabled children, and you know she used to help. Uh, uh, so so I used to help her out with music and um, everything else, mm-hmm. like uh, dance, uh, yoga, all that was there in the center. And then you know. And that's when I realized, you know, I could make a difference, uh, you know, between like within these uh, children, you know, who like me struggled with acceptance. And I found out about music therapy, and and I thought this is the field like um, I should go into, and like you know, I could use my voice to help meet the client's goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I remember, you know, to get into music therapy major, it's not only the musicianship, but there's a lot of other skill. Yeah, what was your, uh, you know, what is something that stand out during your, you know, training to become a music therapy, a music therapist at Berkeley? So yeah, my favorite was uh, practicum four. <laughs> like uh, it was practicum about psychiatry. Four. Yeah. Uh huh. So you know, uh, like uh, there was this class, uh, music and psychotherapy. Um, I'm sure you know that class. Yes. So we were <laughs>、no. in different、uh, batches, I believe. So you know, there、uh, we all had to. I don't know if you had done that activity. We, we all had to pair up, where one had to be the client, the other had to be the therapist, and you know, like,、uh, and then you know, like, and then we had to like change every time. And then、uh, during that time, you know, I, like we all got to know each other because you know we were all sharing our feelings, and you know. And then that activity really helped me understand、uh, all my peers, and we all became very close. And then、uh, this class, as well as this practicum, made me understand myself so much. <laughs> so that was、mm-hmm. like really cool. Hmm. Hmm. What What was like for you to go into psychiatric hospital, like do music? Oh,、uh, so yeah, I had to go to a school. So I worked、uh-huh. with a child who was uh, uh, Who was autistic as well as、uh, had anxiety. So I worked with、uh-huh. the child, there, individual.、Uh-huh. Yeah, it was such a good feeling. Like you know, and another thing was like you know I had to use like blues and you know lyric substitution,、yeah. all that. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you mind share a bit more? I think for our audience, music therapy is still a very yes, very vague. Like what is it? Like do you just play music or what? Yeah, I think in、uh, in that、uh, practicum, like that child. I mean, I would tell him, like, you know what?、Um, my supervisor was there as well, and then we would ask him, like, what instrument would you like to use? He would like use that, and then we like improvise together, playing、mm-hmm. our instruments.、Mm-hmm. And then like lyric substitution, like、um, if、uh, for example, like the song "Lean on Me," like you know, we we use like a fill in the blank, like you know, call 
calls on dash like he calls on uh, like whoever the support system is so you know that mm-hmm. that's helpful and and then yeah blues like blue scales like 145 and then you know that they, they use that to express themselves like i'm angry i'm sad all that they feel uh-huh uh-huh what what was the goal like the main goal when you work with that specific child uh to express themselves and to like you know regulate um, regulate his feelings and mm-hmm. and you know every time we go to pick him up from his classroom he's like you know no i don't want to go i don't want to go and then <laughs> when he comes uh, down and then when he starts with the sessions he's like uh, he loves he starts enjoying and he starts to like express himself uh-huh and then he don't want to go again because like, i want to keep, keep continue with the session i mean he didn't mind like um, going back also but but he okay. but he started uh, liking it though Uh-huh uh-huh. Yeah, what like I know we like can also do some measurement. Like what was something that you kind of measure and to to show that okay, he actually made a lot of progress. Like I think I I, I was always focusing on building a r- rapport with him. So you know like mm-hmm. uh, after a while like when when we do a song he he starts telling me about you know, everything. <laughs> he starts telling me about he used to start telling me about his life. Everything. That means he <laughs> that that means he trusted me uh huh yeah people to yeah. report uh huh yeah what uh cuz i know for uh people who are autistic you know what was the main challenge uh that he faced and mute therapy could help him the most yeah like uh, i believe it's uh, it's expressing himself like which he could do so well with with the instruments that he chose he, he even chose the guitar once <laughs> mm. and he and he didn't know how to play the guitar so you know my mm-hmm. supervisor tuned it like uh, made it an open, open tuning and you know, he started yeah, yeah, and he started playing the guitar uh-huh and you you play together yeah see so how was cuz we do practicums like usually a semester what it was like when you have to <laughs> end up practicum and and you know say say goodbye yeah like um, not very um, yeah not very easy like i'm uh, moving to another one like you know my the first practicum is 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 the population i'm interested in special education so you know, i was like mm. how am i going to do the next one because you know they're not going to be kids kids and all that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh how did you manage that? I know the first is first is children with special needs and then the second is was uh older adults. Yeah, older adults like um, surprisingly like um, I could do it because you know all I had to do was just you know play their fa- favorite songs <laughs> and that will help them retrieve their memories. So it was it was uh, it was a easier process like like with the with practicum four like you know i had to like do improvisation i had to do yes. direct substitutions here like you know i just have to uh, they give me the songs uh, like uh, i mean the supervisor will give me the songs and then i i just have to play to them uh huh uh huh because it's a kind of building steps like you develop certain skill in one practicum and then move to another and then adding another advanced skill and yeah, yeah. so when did you do your practicum five Where, where 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 did you yeah where um at boston children's hospital oh like your favorite like working with children 
yeah actually it was it was very, it was the most difficult for me <laughs> mm-hmm. because uh, you don't know who you're going to run into and you know like i'm always used to structure and uh, mm-hmm. preparation and this time i didn't i don't know information you only give information like 10 minutes before and then yeah. you just have to perform that was not not perform like do mu- music therapy for them that was mm-hmm. so challenging uh-huh i i was doing my uh, practicum five also at boston children yeah and you know like uh, that time i do regret like you know um, like the professors were like uh, saying that you know well, are you sure you want to do this because you know <laughs> this this would be challenging for you but i still went went ahead with it maybe i should have listened to them uh huh uh-huh. what uh what what you said the most challenging was because you cannot predict who's going yes. because you're going to see what going to happen what kind of condition they have i think we all all we had was you can read their medical record to have a like brief yeah. understanding of you know why they're here in the hospital but then yeah, exactly. you don't know anything else so how did yeah. you manage that yeah i i'm not sure how how i did it like did i <laughs> did i do a good job did i like um, like how how did i do it i i don't i don't get it i don't know okay what well, that's so like kind of going to a situation where there's no structure that's the most challenging for you yeah but with structure um that will help you feel stable right feel yes. comfortable yes so what um So what are, what do you think the biggest growth then throughout your uh, music therapy training? Yeah, like uh, being able to play the guitar and sing. Like you know, I didn't think I would I would get to do that. But nowadays, like you know, even if I have to make a cover or something, um, I go to my guitar immediately and sing together. That's something I never thought I could do. So that's that's a big strength I gained. And also like uh, being determined and you know being authentic. Like uh, just had to push my. push myself every time music therapy is not an easy course i mean it's very challenging so i had to push myself and i don't know how i got to do it and, and that you know yeah yeah and that i, I got to like uh, you know experience and work with different populations like i'm not sure like uh, I, i'm not i wouldn't say that you know that this is my strength or anything but like you know i got to learn to be flexible and it's not easy mm-hmm. for me yeah 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 like i don't know if i if i if that's my strength but that's something i've learned i would say <laughs> Uh-huh. That's your yeah, one of your biggest growth. Yeah, I wouldn't say like it's my biggest growth because I still struggle with that, but uh, mm-hmm. something I had to learn. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Do you mind like explain maybe to share with our audience, you know, who may know about autism or maybe they actually just heard about the word before? Um I know you you identify yourself as autistic, right? not yeah not someone with autism can you explain like, yeah. why like why you choose to do that yeah because like you know uh, when you say like you're autistic it's like you know that's who you are but when you say like people with autism it's like you know it seems like autism is something that you it's like a disease that you suffer from it's not a disease that you suffer from it's just mm-hmm. who you are so you know that's why we should say autistic or you should we can or like any other like or dyslexic or you know like that yeah Mm-hmm. So I mean, aut- autistic. It's just your characteristic, not yeah, that's, a it's disease. Your, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that, exactly. It's part of who you are. Yeah, it's who you are. Like it's not something that you have, or like you know, it's not that you have a choice or something. 
it's uh-huh. who you are. Or something I know, like because I encounter, uh, sort of you know, I come back to China and I meet uh clients or uh, including their parents. They come to me and most of them would want to cure, like they want to find yeah. a solution to cure their child and hope they can be different. And what do you you know think about this mentality? Yeah, I'm against cure at any like at any form because it causes a lot of like stress and a, a lot of like pain if, when you go through that procedure. So you know it's、uh, because your brain is wired differently. Like you're telling somebody else to be some someone else, and you know that in that process you go through a lot of harm. There's a lot of harm done. So I'm against that. Hmm. Hmm. What What do you think we should do? Like as you know, for like for example, for parents. Like、uh, you know, people expect like、uh, you know disabled、uh, people to like fit in and change for the world. Like, but it's really impossible for them to change because you know their brain is being wired differently. So you know it's important that you know they disabled people be themselves and、uh, and you know these、uh, parents they should put their effort in understanding and accepting them. That's the only、mm-hmm. best thing they can do because、uh, yeah, they just need acceptance. Hmm. Hmm. How do you think you?、Um... Because you you mentioned earlier during your earlier school, there are people like did not understand, so they bully, bully you. You know how did you get, and where did you get your acceptance? Yeah, like、uh, obviously school was very difficult. Actually, that time they didn't know、um, I was autistic.、Mm. I didn't know I was autistic myself. You, like, you didn't to, know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know myself. Like.、Um, So yeah, it, it was very difficult then. Like they didn't understand me. They all thought I was I was weird and strange, everything. So yeah, I think、uh, mainly Berkeley was the place where I got the acceptance because you know there there were people like me there. They were very、yeah. open there. Yeah. How did you find out? You said you did not know you were autistic. How did you find out that you are autistic? Um, like um, I got diagnosed at the age of sixteen.、Uh, before that.、Um, Like、uh, my mom, like you know, she had told me that you know,、uh, I'm sorry, but I-, I kept telling you that you know you're normal, but neurotypical, but but you do have, but you're a neurodivergent. But I don't know what、uh, what is it、uh, what is it that you are, but、uh, but you're not like everyone else.、Mm-hmm. And、so、then mean,、um, mm-hmm. and the next two years later, I got a diagnosis. <laughs>、mm-hmm. How how did you? Like how was that process like? Because I think, you know, for example, I、uh, recently also have a client who just got diagnosed uh, not uh, with ADHD、uh, yeah. in her, you know, late twenty thirty, and how, what? So how is it like for you to actually find out? Oh, I'm autistic. I know, you know, this is who I am. Yeah, it, it took me years actually. Like you know, I used to go to a lot of these、uh, you know places to to get diagnosed. Like you know, and、mm-hmm. and I didn't get a successful like, uh, uh, and I didn't know why I was going. Also, I was、uh, I was young, but like、um, like yeah, and、uh, yeah, that process w- wasn't like was too long, and you know,、mm-hmm. like I didn't get、uh, like any accurate result. But but thankfully.、Uh, I think because like during that time、uh, there was not a lot of awareness. Like now we have like、mm. the DSM and、uh, all that. So I think、uh, I'm glad that I at least at the age of sixteen that I got to <laughs> be diagnosed. Hmm. 
so I hear is the awareness and and the understanding from the the medical the men you know the mental health field or even yeah. I think education uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And then to the general public. And it's because like we have this awareness, then then you can have the opportunity to to actually know like oh this is actually who I am this and have the understanding of okay that's why I feel this way or or I react this way like it's not that because、uh, I also hear sometimes people would blame child like oh you're a bad person like why you behave this way you're why why、yeah. you You don't like. Why do you not listen? Like, why don't you listen to what I say? I think sometimes I see like parents or teacher get frustrated. Yes,、um, true. While just you know maybe that child is autistic, right? Yeah. So,、uh, that being said, like, what are you currently doing? Like after graduate. I think was yeah we talk about your training experience at、uh, at the Berkeley,、um, and I think you also evolved. It was a, a a band called like Lotus Sound. Yeah, that's right. right.、Um, though like、uh, right now we are like in a in a hiatus, I would say like because we are all in different places and、uh, yeah it was hard to meet and everything. But yeah, I was a part of that. We went on a tour as well, and we had our EP. Hmm. What's the name of the EP?、Uh, I think it was the Lotus Sound. It called Lotus Sound. Okay. Yeah. Okay. People can check that out.、Um, keep so dancing, you... one of them, or keep、uh-huh. dancing. I think. Yeah. Keep dancing. Yeah. That's our single. That's our motto. I can. So、uh, yeah. What did you say? Yeah, I think it was.、Uh, I think it was keep dancing, but I, I just want to be、dancing. sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, it is called Keep Dancing. Wow, it's been years. <laughs> yeah, this EP came out during the pandemic. <laughs> I think pandemic twists our sense of time in、yeah. a lot of ways, right? So, how are you、yeah. handling? How have you been handling the pandemic? Not been very easy, actually. Like,、um, I had to come back here because, like.、Um, I was not、uh, getting anything in the U.S. and uh, mm. like uh, that's when the pandemic hit. Actually, so、mm-hmm. six months、uh, when I started my OPT, six was when the pandemic hit, and and you know everything、yeah. like、um, there was no scope and、uh, and all that. So you know everything was closed there. So I came back and、uh, you know like even here everything was shut down. And、uh, I think like last year, you know India went through the worst phase with the pandemic.、Mm-hmm. Like we、yeah. went through the The second wave and that like completely like uh, like uh, I felt like really、uh, anxious. I felt like really uh, like uh, my mental health.、Uh, I struggled with my mental health a lot then, like because because I、mm-hmm. I was like consciously worried about my health. I mean, I'm like、uh, I'm yeah. That's like what's what's going to happen? Like、uh, every like it was it was the worst year and、uh, and during、mm-hmm. that time I also like.、Um, I lost a lot of like、uh, I wouldn't say like like people left me basically like、um, mm. and then like lot of like lot of like tensions, lot of fights, all of that was happening as well、mm. during this time. Like it was not easy for any of us here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's because it's a it's a really a 
you know, big collective trauma for the entire. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's no less than a war. You know, I think yeah. the the impact um, it has on on the entire society. Yeah. So how are you ha- like how? You know, what do you do to take care of yourself in in the midst of this? I think as yeah. also, yeah, as a therapist, I think that's also what we always, you know, uh, be reminded by our mentors or professor, peers, and whatever, continue education, like all those things. Hmm. Uh, so with the pandemic or just in general? Um, we can talk about, okay, let's, we can talk about in general, and then we can talk about, you know, specifically during the pandemic. Okay, yeah. So in general, like, um, you know, uh, when I was doing my internship, I've, I've faced a lot of burnout there. So I was like, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I was trying to look for resources, you know, what we can do for self-care. I could not find a single like article or anything. And I'm like, uh, because this is the field, like, you know, where we work, uh, you know, where we spend uh, our time with the clients, you know, where we keep our clients as the most important. So, you know, something yes. needs to be done because we are bound to feel burnout. out. Yes. So, you know, I try, I started seeing a lot more like um, what I did, what really like, uh, you know, helped me so much was like singing for myself, like, you know, mm. singing what I felt like, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just doing it for someone else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I like, remember um, that. I, yeah, yeah. Wait, what what were you saying? Oh, uh, uh, I was saying, you, did I cut you off? Or something? Oh no, no, it's okay. Okay, I remember that uh, we had conversation on. I think when we start to, I mean, most of us, you know, start off as like musician, like who come into the field. I think at Berkeley, most of us are musician. We perform. We love music. We we also see the uh, the therapeutic effects uh, for ourselves and our relationship, our life in general, and that's why I want to use it to help others. I think once we start to get into the profession and kind of start to help clients like on a daily basis, our relationship with music kind of shifts a bit, right? It was it's a uh, and there's that balance of how many time we are using for our clients and how many times we use music for ourselves. Uh, yes, and cool. I remember Karen Wax, I think our, our big course, star yeah. role model, our professor. Yes. And she, yeah. I had I had a conversation with her about like being a performing musician, like writing, you know, just a, as a musician, writing music, uh, creating music for whatever I like or I, I feel I want to express and versus like, being a musicotherapist, I create music for my clients. I think I had a conversation with her like, okay, like how do we have both of these roles? You know, are they contradicting to each other or not? And, 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 and she looked at me and said, you know, being a music therapist make you a better musician, performer, composer, yeah. and being a composer, musician, um, performer make you a better music therapist. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is true. Actually, it's it's very true. <laughs> yeah, 
like just remember I can still see how she just look at me and say that <laughs> today yeah so how do you you know when a pandemic hit and how do you I remember I have to up level my self-care strategy mm. a lot yeah so what did you do to yeah up level yeah I really struggled a lot with that actually during the pandemic like it was just uh I was just completely broken um, but um, mm. but some things like you know um, I used to like uh, put a lot of uh, use a lot of like upload a lot of reels like you know reels is on mm. Instagram yes. that's which is um, which is so TikTok <laughs> yes like it's it's basically it's basically TikTok <laughs> which is an Instagram <laughs> so you know I used to do post that a lot and um, uh-huh. and then yeah like um, and then i just focused on like you know doing uh, like just uh, just following my dreams like you know um, like uh, like i'm still not able to pass the cbmt so i was working on that and you know they shut down every center in india so yes. i'm like yeah, yeah. The it's pandemic, a long so long like, long wait yeah yeah and i'm not sure like when they're going to open <laughs> mm. so you know that i was fo- so i started i decided to focus on that like you know at least uh, at least prepare prepare for that like yeah and then and then yeah like um, and then yeah like what else did i do yeah and then i tried to cut off social media like uh, i wouldn't mm. say like you know i deleted my accounts or anything but i just reduced like like yeah. don't focus so much on posting and all that you know for a while i didn't like i tried like not to do that and and honestly it helped me and you know i used to do like a a 30 day challenge uh, like mm-hmm. uh, this life coach uh, her name is orelia michael and you know she used she used to host uh, like 30 days of uh, 30 days of things like you know i could do you could do anything 30 days of meditation 30 days of journaling 30 days of uh, self care all of that so you know i mm-hmm. i did so i did those challenges oh so like there were a lot of days of health yeah oh there are a lot of different kind of 30 day challenge yeah and every day we had to post make a post in instagram yeah. like story and saying like what you did okay and you know so you... two days will be out <laughs> Oh, you'll be out. They kick you out. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I, I, I did every thirty day, and you know, it helped me so much <laughs> with, wow. uh, with my mental health. Uh huh. So you did like thirty day of meditation. Yeah, thirty days of meditation uh, in January, so... and then on Feb February, I did uh, self care and journaling. Uh huh. And then on June, um, I did uh, health and mental wellness. Hmm. So you post something like. Uh... Uh, what do what do you do? What do you do on that day? Like, yeah, for your mental health, for example, right? Or f- for meditation. Huh? Yeah. Wow, how many people were there in that community? I'm curious. Yeah, like probably ten. Ten. Okay. So you have a small kind of a closer group, and yeah, in the of... chat, yeah, Instagram chat, like you know, and then we oh. would share it to each other as well, and then we would comment. Okay, cool. Then you can sh- really a support system. Yeah, and then obviously I went for therapy, and you know, uh, therapy has been really helping. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another thing. Like I think as therapists, like yeah, when you need go to see another therapist <laughs> to yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah, and so, then. Uh, Mm-hmm. I also went to I also started using Discord a lot more like you know you get to meet a lot of uh, people like because we can't like go outside yeah <laughs> this pandemic yeah. like so 
so everybody is is a near so yeah yeah i mean not being able to like see people in person i mean for me it's tough because i'm a very people person i'm a very people person I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm like the opposite <laughs> like i'm i'm an introvert basically yeah <laughs> so there's a does that at home is actually make you feel ease a bit uh yes no. and no like um, because you know i don't like even staying inside a lot more mm-hmm. so you want to go outside but yeah. not necessarily with a lot of people yeah true uh-huh like i i need to go outside i love like i love crowds like i think for me i need crowds in a long time like i need both oh. so it's pretty tricky to balance <laughs> in the pandemic like so yeah that that's a lot of good strategy and um so what are you you know currently i think you mentioned some of them like what have you been doing um, or working as a new therapist maybe like after graduation yeah so yeah, I was working as a music therapist. Uh, it was for a center for for developmentally disabled children, and um, yeah, it it was here. And uh, I had to start the whole like uh, because there was no music therapy there. Like um, yeah. I suggested that you know let there be music therapy. So so it was all new for me. And then, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like there were there were challenges there because they don't understand what music therapy is. So I had to like make a presentation for them, mm-hmm. and you know show what it is exactly. And then. Um, but yeah i recently left uh, left the place um, like because i want to like uh, focus on on getting my masters uh-huh so you know i'm i'm working on that and then you know i've applied to some colleges so like i'm like not sure like where i'm going to go in the end but okay. that's what i want to focus on and then um, uh-huh. at the moment i'm also like looking for any like um, remote work um, I, i'd love to do music therapy like online and stuff like that mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. And then I I also teach like Western vocals, um, Western like, vocal, uh, yeah, like uh, it's at a music school um, in Delhi. So you know I teach ah. uh, Western vocals there uh-huh. for all ages, for old ladies, all ages. <laughs> yeah. What uh what was your what's your favorite about like teaching somebody music? Yeah, that was like this. This was my first time teaching. I've never taught anyone, so that I was like, will I be able to do it? But actually, mm-hmm. the, I really like teaching. You know, it's like uh, I'm helping someone, so you know that's such a good thing for me, and mm-hmm. I get to learn so much more while I'm teaching them. Right. I think we learn the most when we are able to teach something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what 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 are you gonna you know what's the major you're planning to get for your master? I'm thinking of expressive arts therapy. Uh-huh. Like, so it's uh, like it's border like, uh, border yeah. view you you incorporate like pen, like pen like arts, visual arts, like dance, movement, drama, yeah. right? E- everything, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very good I think cuz also um cuz I'm also into that uh kind of start training. Actually before I start music therapy training, I started express that I express our oh. therapy oh. training wow. and psychodrama it was like 2012 that's that's when I first oh. yeah that's when I first uh uh getting into the field and <laughs> it was 
you know, it was a lot of, for example, psychodrama is basically instead of talking about the problem or the relationship issue, you actually put it out on the stage. You act it on the stage. You can oh, wow. have. Uh, can it's usually done in a group, and you can have、uh, other group member, you know, for ex- for example, let's say,、uh, let's say someone, okay, has an issue with uh with their orange family, original like original family. So you can have the audience kind of act uh、mm-hmm. their parents, you know, f- wow. Playing the father's role, who's playing the mother's role, and or siblings' role, or grandparents, and then when you know when you put it like so visually, and also when you are in the in the、uh, role, you feel it. It's not just you talking; like your entire body feels、yeah. a lot of emotions, and there's those very subtle information、yeah. you、oh, yeah, realize like,、um, when you talk.、Yeah. You know, of course, yeah. Yeah, so like、um, I did drama actually in in high school. Uh huh. And then I, yeah, I I I I really love drama. Like you know, I got to, I, it made me so much more confident. Like you know, I could be someone、yeah. that I was not. You know, it was like. Was, <laughs> you could be someone that you are not. Yeah. But but well, it was mainly the confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean the confidence of, you can take on any role, any other role. Yeah, and, and, and then、uh, play it. Yeah, and and just、uh, express. Hmm. Yeah, it's、uh, expression. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The then. Yeah. So that's my that's my experience, and it is、oh. just yeah, it's amazing to, you know, once we act out the role, then the director, who's also a psychotherapist, will、Ooh. be able to. Make changes in those relationship and dynamic dynamic or the storyline. Oh, and then because it, it's a projection of someone's inner world. So when we make the change、mm. on the stage, it's actually making change in that person's inner world. Yeah, I feel like sometimes like procedure, you know, like、yeah. in some way like a procedure. But, right. Yeah, but in a very fun way, you know. Even when we're facing trauma, you can bring laughter, you know. Right.、Um, not just our、uh, stuckness or like, you know, shrinking. I think at the beginning we're talking about like when we feel fearful, like we always like tend to shrink, but we can actually open up. Yeah. So that's actually how it started, like、uh, psychodrama, expressive arts, and I find I was the most musical one in the training group. Oh, because when when they play out certain scene, and I feel like there should be some music here, because <laughs> I could hear it. I could hear it if we have music, we have sound of, or if we sing something, if we use instrument to play some kind of melody, it will help the the person.、Um, we call protagonist. We can help them, and I start、oh. to making some music. Uh, you know, my my trainer just like yeah, go ahead. You know, release your spontaneity, and and then I started to you know become the musician in that、uh, in that therapy group, and and、uh, and because thanks to my mentor, and she's like yeah, like why not you why don't you integrate music therapy? 
with psychodrama. So that's kind of one of the、uh, one of the prompts or one of the little story that kind of moved me towards the mute therapy field. Yeah,、oh. yeah, I love integration of it because sometimes some people are very sensitive to sound, but some other people may be more like. Connect to their body, or they are more connect visually. So, yeah, the more tools we have, the more we can help、um, people. That's great. I hope you get、oh. the the master offer you want the most. Yeah, I hope so too. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, given that、um, degree, you know, you know that master. What do you aspire to be in the coming five to ten years? Yeah, like、uh, definitely, I hope to get that,、uh, get get my masters, and then, yeah, I also hope, like you know,、uh, like at least、uh, if if I'll be here, like at least the test the testing centers be open so that I can take the exam. Yes, and then、uh, and then I also hope to like build my own private practice, like、uh, for、mm-hmm. developmentally disabled children.、Um, In India, because you know there's a lack of awareness here, like、uh, yeah. with music therapy and、uh, disabilities, all that. So you know, I want to create awareness w- through that. And、uh, and yeah, like I said, like I, the reason why I want to do like expressive arts is because you know that because you know I want to include all kinds of arts, like not just、mm-hmm. music, but dance, drama, art, visual arts, all of that. Mhm, mhm. So it will be all dimension, like all coming together. Yeah. Uh. If you know, let's say, if someone from India will listen to this episode, uh, what do you want to tell them, like as advocacy? Like、uh, I didn't get the question. Oh, I think it, it's froze a bit, little bit. So, if、oh. someone from India, you know,、mm-hmm. you you talk about you wanna, you know, there's a lack of awareness of. Yeah. You know, what music therapy can do, or what you know, all kinds of arts can do, especially for children with disability. If someone from India will listen to this episode, what do you want to tell them? Like about、um, uh, about what in general? Like about music therapy or about、uh, disability? Which like what? Uh, in in anyone, or you can say music therapy first, and then.、Uh, Children with disability. Yeah. So, so yeah. One thing I had a challenge when I was doing my work is like you know, all the teachers they expected me to like uh, uh, to teach them songs and you know to、uh-huh. you know help them in in performing. So you know,、uh, that's one thing I had to tell them. Like you know, like、uh, music therapy is not like、um, you know performing or、um, it's not teaching. It's like、mm-hmm. using music as a tool to help clients meet their goals and.、Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like uh, I think uh, the founder uh, of my uh, of that school, like you know, she made a statement, like you know, would you tell like、uh, a physical therapist to like teach them sports? Like, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, no, right? You wouldn't do that. So you know, it's it's just like that for music therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good metaphor.、Um... Yeah. Mm. Cause I and then yeah. Wait, what <laughs> that's happened? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> cause cause right now, 
also coming back to China, I find something very interesting. I think even like the general mental health field is yes. not very established. Uh, mm. So I keep hearing stories of people going to see a mental health counselor only to seek for advice of like, oh, what should I do? Mm. <laughs> But you know, yeah. mental health. <laughs> what book should I read? Yeah, what book should I read? I also get those,、uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm like advocate for music therapy here in China. It's, it's also brand brand new. Is、uh, I keep. You know, I also have people come and say, "Okay,、uh, they hope to get something that they can learn and do,、um, yeah. adding to their toolbox." But I'm like, "Okay, that's actually learning about musiotherapy, but not actually experiencing musiotherapy." So I find, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. So what what are you gonna tell people?、Um, From India, who might be listening、uh, about the you know children with disability. Yeah, like、um, like disabled people, they just、uh, they just want acceptance, and uh, um, they they are not like uh, like it's uh, they can't change、uh, for the world, but、uh, because their brains are being wired differently, so you know, so neurotypicals, you need to put like your you need to put your effort like in. In understanding them, because you know,、um, um, they are without support. They they don't have that acceptance. They don't have that understanding. So you know, if you could if you could do that, you know that that would be amazing. And for those who are disabled, like I would say, like you know, don't、uh, fall for that pressure that you know you have to be someone else. Be who you are. Accept yourself. And、uh, there are so many disabled people out there who who will support you. Like you know, you won't feel、uh, alone around disabled people.、Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Thank you so much for Swara, and I think that's a good, like, strong note to end on. And、yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for being here. And I think、uh, for people who are listening, you can leave your comments. You know, what is your takeaway, and what are other questions you might want to ask, and we'll take note. And in the future, we can invite Swara back again. I don't know, maybe like a couple months or half a year or something. Yeah, I'll be、we'll、happy、see. to come back. Yeah, yeah, very happy to have you today. So thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.